Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast and the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. I'm a Charlotte Hornets YouTuber and podcaster, and I appreciate you guys coming through, checking out the show. Make sure you tell a friend if you like what you hear. Head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days. Leave us a review. I'd appreciate it. And boy, boy, oh boy, you know what I appreciate as well? <laughs> This Hornets team, let's go. This team is on fire. Losing streak, what? <laughs> what losing streak? We're on a winning streak. We are sitting on a four-game winning streak, two games above 500, nine and seven on the air. As I'm recording this, a fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, nestled neatly between the Heat and the Cavs. And <laughs> all that, with some of the toughest opponents behind us. I'm going to talk about this run where the Hornets are headed, what they could potentially accomplish. And I'm, I'm going to elaborate more on something I made a video on recently about you know the, the roster and the need for a new center in the mix. But before I do any of that, I want to say thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the podcast. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code believe50. That's B L E A V 50. Believe 50 all one word to receive your bonus from basketball to football to NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. I'll tell you where the game starts in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's go. Listen, where, when I just left you guys, we uh, the Hornets just broke or ended their losing streak, right? With a big, big, big win, a very important win against the Grizzlies and John Morant, okay? The following three games, Knicks at home, Warriors at home, Wizards at home. Knicks are respectable, even though they lost to the Magic last night, rip. Uh, but the Warriors and Wizards, number one seeds in the respective conferences and two decisive victories over those squads, things you love to see, things you love to speak, you love to see. It. I love to see it. Hope you do too. Considering this is a Hornets podcast, after all. But I'll, let's let's talk about the Knicks game first, okay? This Knicks team came out ready. <laughs> they came out ready. It was looking rough. It's a story we've seen before with this Hornets squad, right? Down early in the first quarter, the Knicks got off to a thirty-four to eighteen start to this game and the Hornets won the second quarter won the third quarter and then won the fourth quarter and won the game and that that is so admirable it's a great skill to have 
but it's something you hate to see because you don't want to see your team down, right? It's a, it's a double-edged sword. But going into that game, I fully expected Julius Randle to destroy our front court. I, I told my friend Mike, shout out Mike, uh, he joined me on my live stream on my YouTube channel during the game. Um, and it was looking bad. I kind of regretted it early on because I didn't want to lose with the guest on the channel. But hey, we, we pulled it out. We pulled it out. Uh, but Julius Randle, okay, on the evening, 4 of 15. That's 26% for those keeping score at home. 1 of 5 from 3. That's 20%. That's 20%. All right? 8 boards, which, and then 10, 10 points overall. Like, I thought, I thought for sure Randall would go off and... To the Hornets' credit, they shut him down, right? Kemba, on the other hand, shout out Kemba. Always nice to see him come in and play well. Uh, 9-19, and 19, 26 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. You know, it was always great to see Kemba. Uh, I hope Knicks fans are appreciating Kemba. I feel like they are. I feel like they would, being a hometown guy and that. But it's always nice to see Kemba. Still kind of weird seeing him play for another team. But, you know, great to see him back in the mix. Um, even Mitchell Robinson, I expected to have a better game against the Hornets' front court. He had six boards. I, I, we've just seen guys like Steven Adams or Daniel Gafford even last night just, just clean up the glass, just dominate the glass. And for Randall to have 10, sorry, to, for Randall to have eight rebounds and Robinson to have six in that game, things you like to see. Things you like to see. I like to see it. That's a fact. Uh, but Miles Bridges, um, I believe he had a game high. No, uh, team high. Uh, Kemba with the game high of 26 points. But Miles... 8-17 on the evening against the Knicks, 24 points. You know, Gordon Hayward, 22 points. Everyone, everyone kind of got involved. Kelly with 12 points off the bench. It was a complete team effort and a, a complete team win to get back in this. And I, I'm, I'm loving this squad. I'm loving what I'm seeing. You know, Nick Richards just played under 11 minutes in a game. I want to talk more about him after this because um, I, I, it was when I mentioned the video I made earlier. I, I want to talk about that because... This Hornets team does not have two centers that can play 20 minutes per game. Mason Plumlee, no problem. He can play 30 if he wants to. But Nick Richards is not getting that. He's not getting that run. Is it because he's incapable or is it because he's not allowed to? But what we do know is that some of the worst teams in the league have that depth, those options at center. The Hornets do not. And I hope they address that at some point. But more on that later. More on that later. But a great way to, uh, you know, to, to open up a homestand. You know, the, the Hornets back in front of a sold-out crowd. Um, MJ, the baby, um, Jack Cole in the building. Things you love to see. All right? Um, but the next night, not the next night, the next game against the Warriors. That's where I kind of thought it would all come crumbling down. Because last time we played Golden State, Jordan Poole did a madness. He couldn't miss. And I fully expected Steph to, you know, Steph back home. I expected him to, to do a lot, to do the most, to be the MVP candidate that he is. And, you know, he finished the game with 24 points, but it was on 30% shooting. The Hornets put the clamps on Steph. And Jordan Poole, as a result, wasn't hitting his shots. And I, it's, a, it's also a weird one, too, because... The Warriors are pretty small, like Kevon Looney, uh, Draymond Green. Like they, they don't have Wiseman available to them. It's a team where the Hornets match up pretty well because they don't have that 
towering, skilled, big to, to go to. Like Draymond, he's very skilled and very talented. But he, he's six seven, right? He's undersized by you know NBA standards. He's very good. I don't want to like I like Draymond. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say anything negative about Draymond. Never that. Never that. But it, it's a team against like the Hornets match up well with on paper. Like unless of course. Steph Curry is going nuts. Then no one like you could throw, you could rip up the papers right then and there because it's a, it's a now, it's a now. There's nothing we can do about it if Steph is in his buckets because he can shoot at, he can shoot, he can score from any point in the court, which he did. I think he hit, like hit a, <laughs> uh, a buzzer beater from the half from the half court line. It, 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 that happens. That'll happen from time to time. You know, now nothing you can really do about that. Outside of you know playing good solid defense for four quarters, which the Hornets did, um, it, it's it you know this win took them to three games in a row, you know um, it's a revenge game after that West Coast trip, and again it just speaks to the tenacity and strength and character the squad has despite some of the shortcomings, uh, like other places. This team goes cold at times. This this team can be slow to start. This team can play bad defense. This team can rebound poorly. But they're always going to play hard. They're always going to be locked in. And, you know, um, I, I think this was, this was a game where, uh, <laughs> where uh, Uber got ejected, I believe. Um, that, by the way, was a joke. Uh, we've seen texts for slapping the stanchions, slapping the sideboards, gesturing <laughs> at a ref, not threatening a referee, just doing like Uber like did a shoving motion because he got shoved in the back. The ref took it personally, sent him out of here with two back to back texts. Completely outrageous. Whatever, though, whatever. Hornets bounced back nicely anyway without him. But man, this is like this Hornets team is very good, but they don't need to be playing against the refs on top of their opposition. It's 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 a joke. It's a it's really a joke. But um, anyway. Anyway, a solid team victory for the for the Hornets. Mind you, another, it's another game without P.J. Washington. I believe he's ruled out already for Friday night's game against the Pacers. So but he's he's, he's practicing again. All right. Which is good. It's a good sign. And it, even before this, he was doing some pregame warm ups from time to time. Um, real quick, though, one last thing on the Warriors. I want to mention is uh, Kaminga. He played under 10 minutes. He, like, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but this kid is nice. <laughs> he like his activity on defense and is really incredible. Um, I, I, I'm very impressed. I think he's in the perfect place for at Golden State. Like they're going to, they're going to, they're going to put him in his program, in their program. And Kaminga is going to be a problem in this league. Like he, he needs to like travel with and room with Iguodala just, just pick his brain nonstop because that I think he can Kaminga can find himself along that path because Iguodala wasn't much of a scorer. He was, he was a defensive player, a defensive wing uh, when he was drafted by the Phil, by the Phillies. What am I talking about? <laughs> by the Sixers. Um, and I think Kaminga can follow a similar path. He's, he's as good of an athlete as Iguodala was at that time too. Um, but yeah, I, I like Kaminga at time. Moses Moody didn't play, um, you know, and then of course our rookies don't play. So, you know, you know how the, you know, the vibes, same old. Same old, same old. <laughs> but uh, the key, though, you know, this game, uh, the first half was dead even. You know, the Hornets got off to a good start, unlike that Knicks game. They won the first quarter, lost the second quarter. The point, the point totals flip flop. Golden State got off to a close lead in the third quarter, and the, the Hornets 
put the clamps on. A very low scoring fourth for the Horn- for to the Hornets to, to get that win there. Things you love to see. And then uh, it brings us up to last night. All right. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So I never want anybody to miss a game for any serious reasons. Okay. If uh, if a guy is suspended or picks up too many like flagrant fouls or whatever, I'll celebrate that. But for any real life stuff, whether it's injury or personal loss, family loss, never, never sat like never going to take or celebrate that or anything like that. I say that because Bradley Beal um, missed the, up to this point, missed the previous two games. So I believe he had a death in his family. And so he made his return, which as a fan, like, like you're like, oh man, the Wizards best player is back. We can't catch a break. But I'm, for him, him say, I'm glad he can be back on the court and perform like we know he can perform. It just sucks that it happened to be against us. So like, when I saw that, I was like, damn, I thought we had a, I thought, I thought we matched up well against the Wizards going into it with Beal. I thought that could take him over the edge and it would cruise for a victory here. And uh was not the case. Bradley Beal on the evening, 45%, nine of 20 in his first game back, uh, 24 points, seven assists. He's a, he's a monster. Um, and this war, this Wizards team, excuse me. I'm gonna do that a lot. It sucks. This is bad for me, excuse me, because like they play, like, we just played them back to back. Like, I'm going to mess that up quite a bit. But Wizards, the Wizards, are a team that have done in a, a madness, an absolute madness the last two seasons. They had an injured John Wall with one of the worst contracts in the league. They traded him for Russell Westbrook, and they ended up in the playoffs last year. And then they trade Westbrook this year. And then for, what was it, like five guys? They had Kuzma. Who was it? Kuzma. KCP, Harrell, uh, I think there was another one too I'm missing out on. But they they get a, they get three or four, was there another, well, I swear there was another guy in that trade. Doesn't matter. They, the Wizards in return get, a, get several NBA ready players, proven playoff players that, <laughs> that A, have experience playing with each other and have a little like FU mentality for getting traded. You know, uh, I look at Harold, I look at Kuzma, I look at KCP as the like, guys that are earmarked as LeBron guys. Kuzma, maybe not so much, but uh, definitely KCP and Harold. And they're, they're out, out in D.C. <laughs> they got traded by by LeBron, basically. And they're, they're excelling with a brand new head coach. Um, they brought in uh, Aaron Holiday, a guy I liked a lot when he played for the Pacers. Um, Bradley Beal's Bradley Beal. Obviously, um, and they, but Gafford, man, they got him late, late in the trade deadline last year. Twenty points, excuse me, twenty points, nine rebounds. I swear he didn't miss until the third quarter, and he's just dunking anytime he had the ball. I thought like, he looked like Shaq at times against us, and had me here sitting in my chair watching the game, just thinking, oh man, I wish we had, <laughs> I wish we had Mo Bamba, man, or I wish we had Valanciunas or something, a little more beef in the backcourt, because. Because I, I think I think Nick Richards was the first player off the bench for the Hornets because I think Borrego saw what was happening. And uh, if it wasn't first foul trouble and you, you can see it on his face, Nick Richards, if Nick Richards didn't get in foul trouble, pick up those four fouls, I think there's a chance he could have touched that 20 minute mark uh, for the first time in his career, which which, like I mentioned before, is something the Hornets don't have two centers that can play 20 minutes. Uh, I would love that for I would love like for Nick's sake. I would love that for to be him. Um, 
realistically, that's where I think we can use another center in the rotation. Not saying Nick has to go. Not saying hey. Uh, not saying uh, Plumlee has to go. But I'm saying we need a, we need a guy who can do that because we're shorthanded. We're undermanned at that center spot. But he played very well outside the fouls issues. He was just shoving people. Like Nick needs to relax. <laughs> and then when he picked up his fourth foul, he 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 sat down on the bench, put a towel over his face. You you couldn't see his face, but you could see his face. You know the disappointment that he this was that was kind of his opportunity. He got he got the green light for for like the Nick Richards game. Like he's not gonna shoot a bunch. At one point he like almost broke his own ankle trying to not shoot the ball. He knew better than that. But Jalen McDaniels hit three big threes off the bench. He well three for three um, in that game. Uh, Ubre several big shots. Fourteen points from him. No points for Cody Martin, but excellent defense like always from him. Um, and man, man, oh man, Lamelo Ball. 14 assists, career high. This is where, this is why LaMelo is the man, right? Because he shot the ball 22% from the floor, four of 18, two of seven from three. That is horrible, right? But for a guy playing 35 minutes, 36 minutes a night, that is bad. Those are bad shooting numbers. What isn't bad is how well he's rebounds and how well he creates for others, right? If, if he can, not if he does, this is why, this is what he does. If he's off the, the shots not there, he's going to positively affect the game without making a bucket, which he did on both accounts <laughs> on a Wednesday night. Love that. Absolutely love that. And Terry Rozier came back to life. Terry looked like Terry. It was Terry time all over again. I know the point totals don't really show it, 19 points, uh, not, nothing that's going to blow you away. But he was moving with confidence. He was taking shots, making shots, excuse me, that he wasn't really making earlier on the season. Shots that we've got spoiled by, like those off, those off the catch, off balance jumpers were going. They were falling. And if Terry's on, man, Terry, LaMelo, Miles, and Hayward, if those guys are on, this Hornets team can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter who the center is. It doesn't matter who's coming off the bench. Those four guys are so talented that that core can do anything they want on the floor if they're all like playing at the peak of their powers. And with Terry, it's interesting too because it seems like he's playing some point guard in that second unit. We're seeing we've seen like a reduction in Ish Smith usage lately, and I think that's a lot to do with Terry because Cody, Jalen, and Kelly all wings, right? Those, those, well, Cody and Kelly specifically can play the, the two, the three. Uh, Kelly can play the two, three, and four. Jalen can play the three and four, some five, I guess. Um, but that set, that, that's, that's going to push Ish Smith to the bench. It's just such a pro, though. I'm not worried about it, though. Like, he's, he's, he knows his role with the squad as the backup point guard. Like, if Lamella finds himself in foul trouble, whatever, we'll see Ish, Ish on the floor and he can keep things, he can keep things alive while Lamella's taking a breather. But, is this something to keep an eye out for? Um, is, I'm, I'm wondering if that becomes the trend for the next few games here. Um, one other thing, one last thing I want to mention about this game. At one point, Lamelo, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre, Jalen McDaniels, and Miles Bridges were on the floor together. Basically, Miles was the center, and it was the most fun I've seen this, this team have. Like, as a, that was the most fun I had watching this team when those five were on the floor. I'm not, I'm not, I can't, 
condone or advocate. That's the best five we have because it isn't. It isn't. But damn, that set is fun, which I think speaks to the depth because only Mello and Miles are starters in that group. And Cody, Kelly and Jalen, you know, if they're on, they're on. You know, Cody doesn't not going to do it offensively, but he's going to he was, he was his plus minus was 20 points last night. Like, come on, like Cody Martin is the man. He's a he's he, they need to retire his jersey in Greensboro. Like he's the poster child. Him, Jalen, Devontae, even Miles to a certain degree. Although he didn't spend as much time in Greensboro like the others, but like this, I'm gonna take Miles on that. Forget about, it. forget I said Miles. The guys who spent who went spent time back and forth between Greensboro and Charlotte, uh, the second round picks and now the first round picks with with uh, Kai Jones and James Booknight. Um, the the precedence is there. So if you're if you're getting impatient about um, Booknight and Kai Jones's involvement, just remember remember what's going on or what went on with Cody and Jalen. And Devonte at the time, be patient. Be patient. I promise. I promise it'll work out. Also, Lamella tried to get James Booknight in trouble at the end of the game <laughs> when, when there was like 14 seconds left. Lamella was asking, was trying to convince Booknight to shoot the ball. <laughs> Booknight didn't bother. He didn't bite. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, but he hasn't scored yet. Neither has Kai Jones. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But listen, this this Hornets team is fire. It's on fire and it should continue on, right? Uh, famous last words here. We should destroy the Pacers. Um, the Hawks are going to be tough. We got a revenge game against the Wizards and then the Magic and then the Wolves, then the Rockets. So I'm going to read that one more time. All right. Pacers, very winnable. Hawks will be tough. Wizards will be tough. Magic, really winnable. Timberwolves, really winnable. Rockets, really winnable. That's one, two, three, four of the next six should be dubs. This Hornets team can go toe-to-toe with the Hawks. They can beat the Wizards again. And hopefully in, in that stretch there, we see P.J. Washington in the mix. I'm not saying this team goes on a 10-game win streak. Because remember, easy come, easy go. This Hornets team got off to a three to nothing. Uh, sorry, not three to nothing. Three no start to the season, and then went to California and all fell apart. Right? Things are going back together, but I still believe at this point this team is will be a little bit over five hundred at the end of the year. If that's the case, I'm will be thrilled about it. If they can exceed that, I would. I'm gonna do a lap around uptown in excitement because this team would be like a four seed or something like that, or three or four seed, and uh, I'm a. I'm a like. Go buy a Hornets flag. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do sprints up and down the streets of Uptown Charlotte. If we somehow end up a a four seed or better, like come on, what are we saying? What are we saying? Oh, what I'm saying. What the last thing? Um, I made a video, um, on my channel, YouTube.com/slash/SamDracula about kind of like the Hornets trade prospects when it comes to improving the center position. I want to reiterate what I said there here. Um that this Hornets team, like I mentioned, is very good. And I think as is can finish as a six seed at best. I think that's where the ceiling is this year. If they pull the trigger and bring in a new center, I think they can achieve that six seed goal easier and maybe exceed it altogether. The issue is something I hope the front office is mindful of is that next month, December 15th, the guys that sign deals in the offseason are then eligible to be traded. 
right now, the Hornets may have an advantage in the trade market because only limited players, uh, like a limited players right now can be traded, right? Everything opens up. Everybody can be traded in, in the middle of December. So the competition will be higher. Uh, right now, I think there's only four teams, the Magic, the, uh, the Pistons, uh, the Rockets and the Pelicans are the only teams in the league I think are just completely toast. Like those teams are dead. Um, I could see them do whatever. They like they got everybody. Each one of those teams has a few guys that another team could a team trying to make a playoff push could use. So it's definitely a seller's market because the demand is there. So I'm I'm really curious to see if this Hornets team go like makes a deal now rather than in January or February because it could be in, to their advantage now because other teams may not be able to trade guys because the Hornets have a lot of guys on the rookie deal still. Um, guys like Oubre, Ish Smith, those guys aren't eligible to be traded yet, right? For instance, just an example, not advocating they should be traded, but just something to keep being mindful of. And just for the record, like I said on YouTube, I would love my, uh, Mo Bamba, Valanchunas, and then maybe the, the, the king of the castle is Rashawn Holmes. He's eligible to be traded on December 15th. If uh, he's the perfect fit, he's exactly what the Hornets need. If they get him, I think this Hornets team is a four seed or like, I think we can be a three or four seed with Rashawn Holmes. I don't know what the trade looks like. PJ is definitely in that deal going to, to Sacramento, but if they can pull that off without depleting things too much, this Hornets team can go to the next level. But we'll talk more about trades as the season goes on. I love the, I love this team as is. I think we're, we're headed in the right direction. And uh, yeah, things are, things, are, things are coming up. Things are coming up. We're coming up. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. I've been Sam. You've been great. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Perfect. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.